Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. The Tattoo by Mary Louise Kitson It was really hard to imagine a lady with a tattoo, but Ruth had one, and to my youthful eyes, it was an amazing thing indeed. Ruth was an elderly woman. Her son was a businessman in Hartford, the capital city of my home state of Connecticut. He had arranged to bring his mother to the United States from Europe. She had not fitted into his lifestyle, however, so he did what he considered his duty in a roundabout way. He purchased a small home for her in my small hometown. In the beginning, I didn't pay very much attention to Ruth. What was there to notice? She fussed about her house and yard contentedly, but did not go out of her way to make friends. Not that she was unpleasant. She'd smile and speak in a quiet manner when spoken to. However, she made no effort to be close to anyone. Then one day I came home from school riding my bike and thinking happy thoughts, and Ruth entered my life. It was one of those days when you feel good about everything. I had much to be glad about. World War II was newly over, and my favorite cousin would soon be home from overseas duty. I was convinced that the world would now live in peace forever. I turned into my yard, and Mama looked up from her garden. Honey, Ruth wants to know if you'll run some errands for her each week. She'd pay you two dollars. Two dollars? It seemed like a lot of money to me. I was already mentally spending it. Sure, I said. When do I start? As soon as you freshen up, Mama told me, then you can go talk to Ruth. Ruth motioned me into her kitchen. It didn't look anything like our kitchen at home. Our kitchen was always in a state of disorder. Ruth's kitchen was so neat it was almost as though no one lived there. Do you promise to be a girl I can rely on? The elderly lady asked me. I nodded. I hope so. I don't have money to waste, though I will pay you fairly as long as you do your best. I need a few things from the store. Here's the list and money. The list had but a few items. I made a quick trip to the neighborhood grocery, picked up the things, paid for them, and put the bag in the basket of my bike. When I carried the bag into the kitchen, Ruth began immediately to put the groceries away. That's when I noticed the tattoo. It was on her arm, just above her hand. I wondered what kind of lady would have a tattoo. The only tattoos I'd seen before were on Mike, the man my dad hired when he needed some heavy work done or something hauled away, and on a sailor who had come home on leave once with my cousin. I thought a tattoo was a perfectly dreadful thing, and on a woman, a nice old lady? I confided my doubts about Ruth the next day to my best friend, Gracie. Maybe she used to be in a circus, Gracie suggested. Not with just one tattoo, I said. Still, none of the ladies we know would ever have a tattoo. It just isn't right. We've never seen her in church, Gracie commented. Maybe we should invite her to come. Perhaps she needs to find Jesus. That sounded like a really good idea to me. I said I'd ask Ruth the very next time I saw her. The next afternoon, my opportunity came. Ruth gave a long look. I have my own faith, she said quietly. I would hope you believe in allowing all people to have their own faith. Everyone has the right to attend the church of his or her choice, I stammered. I just thought, I will continue to worship in my own way, Ruth said firmly. I simply do not happen to share some of the views you have. The next day, Gracie and I discussed this situation. Ruth is always home when we go to church, Gracie pointed out. She's home every Sunday morning, too, so I think she doesn't actually go to church. Maybe she just worships God at home. Maybe we should slip some of those leaflets our church has into our mailbox. She might read them and decide to come to church, I said. Then I had second thoughts. 
She'd blame me, though. I'm the one who asked her about going to church. Gracie and I decided to let the matter rest for the time being. The weeks went by. Being normally curious, I tried to get a better look at the tattoo, but most of Ruth's dresses had long sleeves. I began to realize she was sensitive about her tattoo. Maybe she regretted getting it. Probably she'd been very young and made a mistake in judgment. Maybe this, maybe that. Then came Easter. I decided to show my belief in the risen Christ by taking Ruth a lily plant. She took the plant from me and looked very sad. I couldn't understand that. I understand that this is a very important time in your religion, she said, and I thank you for giving me this plant because of your happiness at this time. I, of all people, respect the right of all people to worship openly in their own way and to follow what they believe. I was puzzled. I don't understand, I told her. Ruth rolled up her sleeve. For the first time, I could clearly see her tattoo. It was a number, several numbers to be exact. Numbers? And then a feeling of horror struck me in the pit of my stomach. I was old enough to know what had been done to millions of Jewish people during the war. It had seemed too terrible to be true. I suddenly realized that my neighbor was Jewish and that she'd been a prisoner during the recent war. Child, many of my family died in concentration camps, she told me. How I survived is indeed a miracle. But survive I did, and I'm proud of my faith. I am as strong in my beliefs as you are in yours. It is important, my girl, that you stay firm in your faith while allowing all others to do the same. I took the arm with the tattoo and held it against my cheek. Now, you are a proud young woman, and that is good, Ruth said. You sit down, and we will share some freshly baked cookies and some milk, you and I. We sat across from each other at the table, an elderly Jewish woman and a young Christian girl, sharing, and I wondered why people hate, when loving gives us so much more. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.